Welcome to the Your Most Interesting Story podcast. My name's Rob, and each episode I intend to serve you up a big old piece of real-life pie as we hear about and dig into the most interesting thing that's happened to someone in their life. These are first-hand, true stories told by everyday people. Today's episode is a story that Jake and I heard from Chris. In the late 1970s, Chris and three of his friends crossed paths with an odd character, turning an ordinary Thursday evening into a night to remember, but not in a good way. Well, the characters are myself, Mike, Steve, and Rick. This is like 1979 in San Jose downtown at a frat party, and the party was so fun. We were drinking, keg beer, dancing. What's the soundtrack? Give me some idea of what music was playing. Oh, good Lord. Um, Doobie Brothers and Led Zeppelin and all the old 70s greatest hits. But more, you know, more upbeat, more dance tune. So this guy, Mike, he really knew all the people. He goes, Chris... You know, you really don't know too many people here, so I want you to pick out any girl in this party and I'm going to get her phone number for you. And I'm going, are you serious? And he's going, yes, just pick pick out any girl. And I'm just going, no, I can't do that. You know, and he's going, yes, I'm telling you, just pick one out. I go, her. So he goes, talks to her. We get an introduction. We're chatting and he closes the deal with her giving me the phone number. So I was all happy after that. And the, finally, the party was over. It was on a Thursday night, so we had to get home at a reasonable hour. And uh, we're heading back to the car, which was just a few blocks away from the party. And we noticed this guy kind of slinking down the street and looking really suspicious. And he's got a shaved head, and he was really kind of freaky. And Steve had told me about the situation before where some creepy guy came up to him and asked him to go over to his apartment with him so they could take some pictures, right? And I'm going, oh, no, I can imagine what kind of pictures this guy was trying to to solicit, you know. So. so you and Steve live in downtown San Jose and you're walking home from the frat party. I think they were walking to the car, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we spot the Eggman and that's the name that he infamously retained from this party, mainly because of his shaved head. All of a sudden, Steve, he's going, that's him. That's that guy who's trying to get me to take pictures. And Rick goes, no way, you're kidding me. This guy did the same thing to me. And we're going, oh man, are you serious? And so, you know, we, this guy was just, back in those days, downtown San Jose could be an unsavory place. It was, it was a lot rougher than it is now. So Rick just starts chasing after the guy, right? And kind of laughing. And Steve goes running along with him. 
and Mike and I figure, well, we better catch up to see what's going on here, you know. And the guy runs up onto this porch and he starts hollering out, help, 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 in these really weird voice, you know, and we're just going, God, dude, we got to get out of here, you know? I mean, we, this is not happening. So, Chris, how, how is this guy dressed? I just want to get a good visual of him. He's got the shaved head. Yeah, he was a bit like, you, you remember the song Aqualung? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. By Jethro Tull? Right. Yeah, he was, he was shabbily dressed with like an overcoat. Eyeing college boys with bad intent. <laughs> you got it, yes, yes. So finally, we get over to the ha the house where the porch is, and that he's up on making these requests for help because Steve and Rick are messing with him. So Rick grabs him by the arm and starts trying to pull him off of the step. <laughs> do you think Rick had a plan here? What was he going to do with the Eggman? No, it was like he. I think he drank more than all of us, so he was just like kind of on autopilot. And he was always trying to be a comedian, you know, so somehow he was trying to turn it into, you know, something that was uh, hilarious, if nothing else, you know. So what happens is the guy slips on the steps of the porch and comes tumbling down and Steve grabbed him and kept his head from hitting the ground. He almost did a Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, and exactly. At this time, the guys are getting a little bit nervous. The Eggman's been calling for help for quite some time now, and then he falls and is surrounded by four people that had been chasing him. Not a good look if someone happened to be watching, and apparently someone was. We're like, let's get out of here, you know? So finally they just left him alone and we were heading back to the car. Well, we get across the street, and Steve's the last one coming across the street. And here comes this Dodge Polara ripping up the street straight at Steve. And <clears throat> it stops. And Steve is right in front of it. And, and, and Steve's like, what the hell? What, what's your problem? You know, And he slams his hands on the hood of the Polara, right? And the guy punches it, basically trying to just run him over. Oh, my God. But luckily, Steve was very athletic, so he just pushed himself up in the air and skirted around the car and got off to the side. And the car kept going, and we kept going. So we just headed back to the car. So then we all pile into the car, and we're like, man, that was too weird, you know? And then... We were in Rick's car, and it was a, a Buick Skylark with a 350, right? So it was a, it was a nice GM cruiser, but it was nothing like the Polara, which had a, probably a 440, you know, as an ex-cop car. It was amazing, the power. They all had the 440s in them, and they had the uh, suspension package and, and all that for pursuit, you know, their, their pursuit vehicle. As you hear, Chris knew a lot about cars and he also knew a lot about driving them. Yeah, I was always had my muscle cars when I was a kid, and I'd be down, you know, cruising Burr Street and doing donuts in Valley Fair parking lot. 
and just learning all the tricks to, you know, how to handle your car in a racing type fashion. Which is probably why he's still here and able to tell us his story. So anyway, the guys had just gotten into the Skylark. They'd had enough for the night. It was time to go home. So Rick, the most drunken comedian, is the DD of the night. Yes. No, no, no. It was actually Mike was driving. Good call. Okay. Yeah, so Steve and and, uh, and Rick were in the back seat. So we take off, and all of a sudden, here comes the Polara right up behind us. Oh, no. And I'm riding shotgun, so I look over my shoulder, and I'm just like, dude, punch it. And Mike's freaking out, wondering what the hell's going on, too, you know, and so at this point, no one knows who's driving the Polara? No, it's, it's a mystery, man, for sure. Because it was dark, and it was dark inside the car, and the visibility was just all bad. So here it comes, just hauling ass up after us, behind us. You know, and I'm going, turn right, punch it. And then we come up to another street, and then things still after us. Turn left, punch it, you know, because I really knew my way around downtown, and Mike really didn't, because he was from Santa Clara. There's some tricky one ways down there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we were, you know, trying to get that that old Skylark going as fast as we could, so we could stand in front of that knucklehead and and just whip through the streets and try and lose them. So here's the scene. Four college kids, who were having a blast at a frat party 15 minutes ago, now find themselves on the wrong side of a high-speed chase, being pursued by some kind of unknown maniac with a faster, more powerful vehicle, someone who's already demonstrated that they don't have any issue with causing them harm. Well, all of a sudden, it starts getting terrifying, because <laughs> this thing's coming up behind us and, like, trying to do a pit maneuver on us, you know, where it you hit the back of the car while it's running and just knock it off the road, you know? So we were going down a few more streets and the speed was up too. And this thing was getting closer and closer. So finally it was really coming close and we made it around a corner and I could tell that Mike was just overwhelmed, you know? So in my own fear, but also, because I was being more observant, I wasn't driving, so I could see everything from, you know, riding in the front seat. It was coming, it was closing on us really fast, and it was going to hit us. And right at the last second, there was a street there, so I reached and grabbed the steering wheel and just yanked it down and stepped on the top of his foot and pushed the gas to the floor. Jeez. It was wild. We were just sideways around that corner. And, but luckily, we straightened it out. But because that Polaro was closing so fast, it lost control and spun out. And then we went on another run through town. Turn right, turn left, turn left, right, right. You know, until we finally lost them. Oh, man. It was a stroke of luck to get around that corner the way we did and and then have the Polaris spin out from too much speed into the corner. There was just that awkward silence in the car after we, after it was done. And everybody was just like trying to come down off the adrenaline. And the whole time, never really seeing who was driving it was completely frightening. Any theories on who was in the Polara? You know, I was thinking because of the Eggman hollering, if the Eggman lived in that neighborhood or something, 
perhaps it, there could have been a connection. It just really seemed like it was just a vigilante writer. Who saw you college hoodlums harassing the Eggman and yes. decided to take matters into his own hands. Yes. Dude, the Eggman has friends in high places. <laughs> yes. Did any of you end up seeing the Polara again? No. And I don't believe that they ever saw the Eggman again either. All right, that's going to take us to the end of this episode. I really appreciate you listening all the way through. As usual, we'll be posting pics related to this story on our Instagram account, which is YMIS Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And it'd be really great if you'd tell somebody else about us. And speaking of telling, if you're interested in telling your own most interesting story, follow the link to the form in our show description. You can also email us at ymispodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be interesting. It was, uh, it was truly... Uh... A bizarre thing. It was like Christine. It was like it had a life of its own.